We love the Employee Retention Tax Credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Tom Ferry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for welcoming me. Hey, it's great to have you here. So uh, on this show, we talk about the good, the bad, and the gritty of the startup world. We'll get into that in a little bit here. But first things first, let's help our listeners understand a little bit more about you. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Tom Ferry. As you can tell by my sexy accent, I'm from London, England. Um, all American listeners. I was going to say Al- I, I was going to say Alabama here in the States. You were, were going to say this guy is so, he sounds so sophisticated, <laughs> full of wisdom, like all British guys. Um, and, um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so I run a company called Stakester. Stakester is um, a skill-based competition platform. So really simply, if you want to play your mate at a video game and you reckon you're better than him and you want to play for a bit of money, and make things interesting, you do it on my platform. We are the fastest growing of our kind um, in the world. And we've had, a, we've been going for about two and a half years. It's been a pretty wild ride. Um, so we're, uh, yeah, things are going well. And that's me. And how did you get this idea? You woke up one day and you're like, steakster. <laughs> I can't call that. Actually, no, true story. Let me tell you. So um, I had a previous startup before, which is still going. It's going really well. Um, but I was, uh, we grew really quickly, but I, uh, I don't know how to mix my words. I hated it. I was so bored. Uh, it was just a B2B SaaS product. It's like, it's not very sexy. You're just building a business. You're not really passionate about it. So I hung on my gloves and um, I'm into my jujitsu and I was in them in the uh i was in the gym and i'm on the mat and this russian guy comes in which is interesting now considering we're about to go to war with him but the uh so i uh i'm there on the mat and this russian guy comes over and he goes i recognize you it'll win competition and i'm like yeah yeah i did win a competition i felt amazing all my mates around me were like who who is this guy and then he follows up with but you look so weak (laughs) which in fairness to him i do so that's fair enough um and i was like all right mate chill out yeah that's that why don't we spar sometime and he goes okay we'll spar it's like okay this has escalated quickly so anyway long and short of it i wrestled this russian guy um he was bigger than me and he said we should do it for money so we did and um it wasn't very good and i beat him and then he didn't pay me up and i was like you mother where's my money because oh i'll pay you next time i said no you won't pay me next time you pay me now and i was like but i'm not giving my bank details you know i was obviously well, awfully being racially profiling there and thinking he was going to steal all my money. Um, but I was like, let's, um, so I said, there must be an app for this. And so I looked for my phone. There wasn't an app. I was like, boom, there's an idea. I'm going to go and start a business like that. Now, I will admit to you, initially the business was a an app which allowed you to wrestle with people for money and they'd pay up. There's not a huge market for that, buddy. Um, so it quickly progressed into being for gaming. And that's where we did. We just grew from there. And um, it's been rough, like everything, but it's been amazing. We're very lucky. You know, whilst everyone was dying of COVID, a lot of people were stuck at home playing video games. So um, that really worked in our favor. Amazing. So the gaming space has been huge for you guys. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. It's definitely not, you know, a friendly bet and people go, let's just get on stage and handle this. <laughs> that's basically the well, that's what it is. So people, it's just like, so we, um, so weirdly, so I have counterintuitively, I hate gambling. Like I hate gambling. I think it's so moronic to put money on something that you can't control the outcome of. Yet I'm not naive and I understand that it's a lot more exciting when you do. So if you're a rugby match, you won't understand what it is because you don't have real sports in America. But in England, we have rugby, which is kind of like American football, but for real athletes. And um, if you're at a match and you want to put a bit of money on, it gets a little bit more spicy. But I think that's really bad mental behavior. You're relying on someone else to make you successful. So I want to take that excitement that you get from making something interesting by adding a dynamic, you're playing for something, but in a skill-based area where you can only, so on our platform, you can only put money on yourself and you can only put your money on yourself to win and you can only do it in a game of skill. So that's what got me excited. Um, and that's where we, and that's what really what we do. And so we get people on there who think they're amazing at FIFA and they want to go and compete against people and that's how they roll. Amazing. So let's talk about this uh, golden gilet. That's a new word for me. The okay. golden gilet. Gilet. For those people that listen, a gilet, Okay, for those of you who are American and can't speak proper English, okay, so, so <laughs> horrific, so offensive. Um, a gilet is a vest. So, you know, like you wear the padded vests, which uh, you wear to keep warm in the summer or in the autumn. Uh, that's what a gilet is. It comes from the French word for vest. So, look, we... Um, two things about our company. One, we spend a lot of time speaking to VCs. Okay? And there are two things about VCs that everyone knows. One, the truth is... I don't want to rag, people rag on them, but they are genuinely changing the planet. They're the people who are giving companies money, which would then go on and change the world. All the things that happen in our world at a huge scale that really impacts our lives, so people like Tesla and all the social media businesses, they really affect our lives, but they wouldn't be there without the VCs and they get a tough ride. And so they are changing the world. But because of that, they're also incredibly socially conscious because they realize that if we don't have a world to live in, all their work is pointless. Okay, so they do care about the environment. The second thing is they live in a dog eat dog world, buddy. The only thing that matters is if you win. That's it. Like when you're competing for a deal, you have to win. You're constantly competing with everyone all the time. So we're a bit like, how do we marry those two things up? Because we have an audience at Stakes, sir, whereby everyone's competitive. A lot of people there, they're really socially conscious. Our gamers talk a lot about how, how can we give money to charity. And so we thought, why don't we create a competition where we get VCs to compete with VCs over who is the fittest VC on the planet? Now, there's a bit of a joke in there because when I'm pitching to VCs, okay, right, I used to be a pro athlete. And dear God, do you get a lot of VCs that bang on about how good they are on their Peloton and how fit they are all the time, buddy? And I was like, well, let's put that money where your mouth is and let's find out who really is the best and let's get that money for charity. So we partnered with an amazing charity called Cool Earth. It was simply just making the world cooler. Um, an amazing clothing brand called Wolven, who are making sustainability sexy with amazing clothing. And finally, we're partnering with Super League Triathlon, who are a huge triathlon company. Elite triathletes play um, race with them every year. And we're running an event with them at the Olympic Stadium in London, where there's going to be loads of people there at their event, and our VCs are going to get to compete at that event as well. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to make like 100,000 bucks for charity. I'm basically a hero. I'm basically changing the world, mate. 
That's what I'm doing. So these VCs are doing a physical competition of some sort? Correct. So the challenge is simple. In teams of three or more, you have to burn as many calories as you can over the course of a week. Simple as that. Okay. The average burn across all those competitors over the course of a week. And then first round, they go winners go through to the second round. And the second round winners go through to the final. Simple as that. How many calories can you burn a week? You could do it running. You can do it just doing crossfit. You can do whatever you want. Just burn those calories. And whoever burns the most, they're through to the next round. Also, we partnered with a company called Team uh, called Tree Points, who amazingly are planting trees for every so many calories that are burnt. We're going to make a rainforest. <laughs> I love it. And how's the interest been around this idea so far? I mean, is there a lot of hype around this whole? Because when I think burning calories, I mean, I get I get excited to give back. I get excited to be part of something that actually matters. When it comes to burning calories, well, I don't know that I'm that excited. I fight through every Peloton ride. You still do it, right? That's the main thing. You're still burning those calories. And so if you're burning those calories, then you can help contribute to climate change. This is it. And if you're listening to this, you're like, wait a second, I'm a VC. I can, I want to lose, I I can burn cat. I'm competitive. Well, you're going to be able to check out golden gilet. Gilet Gilet.com. Gilet. So G-I-L-E-T. Golden gilet.com. Okay. Uh, That's going to be in the show notes. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's gone mad. I, so we announced this. This is the, the the first show that I've done, but we announced it about a week ago. And we've had to increase the number of spaces we've got already. Yeah. There you go. I was like, I was like gee, these guys, these VCs, they love to compete. Sure. And the reason it's called Golden Gilet, uh, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing, really, because... As you know, VCs are famous for wearing the Patagonia vest, aren't they? That's what you look at a VC is wearing a Patagonia vest. That's what they wear, right? And they've got a Fitbit on or an Apple Watch. That's their classic thing. So we were like, let's make the golden gilet, the ultimate Patagonia vest um, for them to wear. And that's what they're competing for. There's only one of its kind. Well, there's two. There's a male and a female one. Yeah. Amazing. So that's the grand prize? That's the grand prize. The grand prize is the golden gilet. There's only ever going to be one. I had no idea that VCs dressed a specific way. I mean, I guess we learn something new every day. And you've learned that. (laughs) So you've been doing this for a couple of years now and uh, with with Stakeser, as with any startup, and you had a startup before, you still got it. You said it's going really, really well. Yep. It's always the good, the bad, and the gritty aspect of, of the startup world on here. What were some of the challenges you experienced when you first started Stakeser? Good question. Okay. So I think, look, I, I become more philosophical the longer I go on in business. And I realize more and more that ultimately 99% of your success has nothing to do with your market, has nothing to do with your product, has nothing to do with your idea. It's just the team. Like if you have an amazing, it's like, so they say, if um, the sex is good in a relationship, it's 1% of a relationship. If the sex is bad, it's 99% of a relationship. And it's the same with your team. Like if your team are good, yeah, everything becomes easier. If your team are bad, everything's impossible. And so that's really what it comes down to. The hard thing is just if you are a CEO and you run your business, your hardest, your biggest problem should always be how are you getting the best out of your team? And if that's not what you're worrying about more than anything else, you're worrying about the wrong things. Yes, there are things that are hard, like that constant balance of financials of being like, if you've got more than six months runway, 
you're not spending money fast enough. If you've got less than four months runway, your company's collapsing. So you're always in that, that weird number where yeah. you're like, and I always say as a founder, you're always three months away from sale or failure all the time, right. constantly, you know, that's the reality of it. And it's, and, uh, you know, I, 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 as a founder, you're constantly, constantly struggling with you. This that self-belief, that ability to try and motivate others whilst you on the inside are like, oh my God, this is so stressful. You know, like that's the reality of it. But that's why we do it because the truth is struggle is what makes us stronger. Like if you want an easy life, go and become an accountant and earn an average salary and just have no freedom and make other people successful, whatever. It's fine. That's cool. I love it. But if you, but the truth is as a founder, like your journey is one of constant struggle. Yeah. Have you found that when you specifically having some, some experience in the startup world and having done this multiple times, have you found that when you started, started a startup, when you launched the startup, it was a great idea. It was a lot of excitement and then boom, it exploded and grew. And next thing you know, you're responsible for more than just yourself and uh, it was a, it was a, it was a different reality because I've had conversations with different startups and founders of of such that you know I started out with this but we had no idea the rapid growth that would happen and now it's not just can we keep the lights on can we keep the doors open it's that. I'm now responsible for making sure that the people on my team are eating and their families are taken care of and things of that nature. How is that journey of, of becoming the startup and, and successful been? Cause I know there's always a different, some people absolutely love, I love the fact that I can empower my team and, and create opportunities yeah. for people. And other people are like, you know what? It, it's a lot. I mean, light, I, it's a, it's enough to put one foot in front of the, the other on just in life in general. But when you've got a team and responsibilities in the fold uh, that you're specifically responsible for, it just adds a different layer to the equation. Yeah, it does. And like anyone who enjoys that feeling is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's nothing the there is a burden of responsibility that people don't talk about enough. Like, yeah. yeah. The truth is like, yeah. And there is actually something that I, yeah, that, that is the reality. Like it gets harder the more people we have responsibility for. Cause yeah, I go upstairs now and my office is full and I look at people around the office and I'm like, I'm responsible for you. Yeah. Like I'm paying, I'm helping you to live in existence. Not only am I responsible for you getting money, but also making sure that you have a fulfilling time while you're here sure. and that you get a career that you can, you, you are on a trajectory and I'm helping you to be the best version of yourself. That's a responsibility. The other thing that people don't talk about in that journey is the strange obsolescence at 30 employees as a, founder, as a CEO. It's really bizarre because you spend your, at the beginning, you're a specialist, right? Okay. And I'm a specialist to some things, but not others. And you're doing a job, okay? And you're doing something. And all of a sudden, about 30 employees, all of a sudden, it's like, so what am I doing? Like, what's my job? Like, you know, you sit down at your desk and you're like, I'm just answering questions and making decisions now. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not writing codes. I'm not building a product. I'm not writing a marketing campaign. I'm not helping with the operations of the business. I'm not doing my accounts. I'm not doing my forecasts. Other, everyone else is doing that. And I'm just making decisions on stuff. True. And people say like, what's the role of a CEO? And it's like, to make decisions? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's to play golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's a really bizarre feeling because you're like, this business is running itself, not running itself, but people are running this business for me. And it's a wonderful feeling, but it's a strange journey to go through. And I've been through it twice now. And every time it just feels different. You're like, you know, like, so what is my skill? What am I here for? 
Um, and that's a hard thing to go through. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So what's after the, the, the upcoming event that you've got here, the golden gilet, yeah. what's, what's happening for 2022 here for, uh, for Stakester? Well, the Golden Gilet is just something that we're doing to try and raise some money for charity. Sure. Right? Nothing about us, right? Okay. For, for us, so we are, we're just about on, we've just about found product market fit. Okay. So we're at that amazing time as a business whereby we have built the engine and now we're adding fuel. Okay. And that whatever, however much fuel we put in, the faster we'll go. So we're at that point now where we're not officially raising money, but people are starting to try and give us money. You know, we're in a fortunate position that we don't need to take it. Um, and so I think this is the year of scale for us. Yeah, you know, we've been building for two years and now we're about to scale. And I get quite daunted by how big I think we can be within the next year. So at the moment, like I said, we're about 35 employees. I think in terms of a number of employees, I don't know that we'll be way bigger. I think we'll probably get to about 45. But in terms of the number of customers, so we have 85,000 active users right now. By the end of the year, we'll probably have half a million. That's wow. the kind of size. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of growth rate we're on at the moment. And that's pretty cool. But also with that comes a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it does. What's the alternative though? No opportunity, no responsibility, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shut up anyone else who strives away from it. Go and do your other jobs. That's it. That is it. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Your energy is uh, is definitely one of a kind. Always love to connect with friends over the pond and uh, learn about what you guys got going on here. I hope everything goes great with the fundraising. I hope you guys break all kinds of different records. And uh, uh, this year, um, I'm, 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 I'm rooting for that uh, half a million user mark. Let's go for a million. Why not? Right? Why not? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we'll have to have you back on the show at some point uh, to get an update on how things are going uh, at uh, at Stakes or there. You want to get information on the upcoming fundraiser, the links are going to be available in the show notes at the description of this podcast episode if you're wondering what the heck a show note is. Tom, I appreciate your time, man, and uh, it was certainly great meeting you, and I really enjoyed our conversation. Likewise. Cheers, buddy. Thanks so much. Likewise. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Grit Daily.